We are now in our fourth and final week in our series on prayer. And I know that Steve and I have kind of flip-flopped through the services, so you've gotten a little different information depending on um, which of us you've heard. So to recap, on week one, we talked about the fact that we pray too small and too general. So we began on that week to ask God for strength and power. And on week two, I asked God to give us wisdom and revelation. Last week, we talked about unity and maturity and how and why we need those things and why we need to ask for them. Really, more than anything, it has been my desire to get you to search the scriptures and to pray for things out of them. The focus for me has been to deepen and expand our prayer lives. Let's pray now. Holy Father, thank you for the privilege of prayer. You have given us the awesome ability to come straight to you with our needs and desires. Equip us anew to pray in ways that expand your kingdom here on earth and make us into your image. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Now, so just go with me here. Last week, I talked about how we pray God listens, but the enemy does too. Our church decided to be about prayer for a season. We said that the month of January was going to be all about prayer. So we prayed at 6 a.m. every morning. Our sermons have been about prayer. Our life groups have talked about prayer. We have been a praying church. And I used Joe as an object lesson of how the enemy behaves when we decide to pray. But Joe and Laura were not the only ones that felt the onslaught of the enemy. I don't know of anyone on staff or in the leadership of this church who did not begin to have problems. I'm not one to see the devil in every bad situation. Sometimes we bring those on ourselves. But there was a systematic attack of the enemy coming against all of us. We got sick. Our families got sick. Multiple family members had accidents and broke bones. Members of the leadership team broke bones. There were a couple of car wrecks, one which was totaled. It became evident to us all that we were under enemy attack. So today, we're going to learn to pray for our own protection of, that, of those around us. We're going to learn how to hold up under the strain of enemy attack. Our scripture for this week is Ephesians 6, 10 through 20. This is probably familiar to many of you. I know some of the ladies especially have done or are currently doing a Bible study based in this scripture. It says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God that you will be able to stand the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers against the powers, against the world forces of darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God 
so that you will be able to resist the evil day and having done everything to stand firm. Stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In addition to all, taking up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take on the helmet of salvation and the sword of spirit, which is the word of God. With all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the spirit. And with this view, be on alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. And pray on my behalf that utterance may be given to me in the opening of my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in proclaiming it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Paul is teaching us through these scriptures the things that we ought to be doing and the things that we ought to be praying and even how often we should pray. This entire letter he is writing to this church is based around what God has done in creating his church and how we should live in light of that fact. Paul says, finally, these are his final words to the church at Ephesus at this time. Remember, he's imprisoned in Rome while he's waiting, writing to this church plant in Ephesus. For all he knows, these may be the last words that he ever gets to say to these people. And they are these. He says, be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. What a great reminder for those of us who have been under attack. Our strength does not depend upon ourselves. As God's children, we, have, we are in the awesome position of having the strength of the Lord. He is inside of us in the person of the Holy Spirit, and he is all around us. Put on the full armor of God so that you may be able to withstand the schemes of the devil. If having the Lord himself as our strength was not enough, he has given us a suit of armor to wear. Why do we need it? It says right here to withstand the schemes of the devil. Our enemy is plotting and scheming your downfall. You can go into battle every day with or without your armor, but you will be in a battle. Like it or not, you don't get to choose. So might as well use every weapon and protection that God offers us. It says, put on the armor of God because God has already given it to us. We just have to appropriate it for ourselves and putting it on. And just in case you think you don't need it, check out the next part. We struggle not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, powers, against world forces of darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Have you seen what's going on in this world today? You need to be wearing your armor. We get into spats and arguments with those around us, and it seems everyone has someone in their life who likes to stir up trouble and bring in the drama. Amen. Or show up, it's me, or show up and spew out ugliness just for ugliness sake. 
the, this, the word of God says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. You see, the enemy can and will use all those people in your life against you. He will use your spouse and your children and everyone, everyone that you love to torment you if he can. And you are mad at whomever it is that said whatever they did, but God says that flesh and blood is not the problem. He says spiritual wickedness is the problem. The devil and his horde of demons are the problem. That's why we need this armor. Therefore, which you know means for this reason, because they are so evil and they're trying to destroy you, take up the full armor of God. Our true enemy is Satan. Because of this, wear your armor so you can resist the evil and having done all you can do, you stand. This always makes me think of a story out of 2 Chronicles. Jehoshaphat is king of Judah at the time and Moab, Ammon, and the Munites all come together and decide that they're going to make war against Judah. Well, that scared Jehoshaphat to death, naturally. Here he is, the king over this one little nation, and these three nations are coming up against him. So he does the only thing he knows to do. He does what we did three weeks ago. He proclaims a fast, and he starts seeking the Lord through prayer. He gets all of his people together, and he gets them to pray. So the Holy Spirit comes on Jehaziel, and speaks for God. And right now I wish my voice sounded like T.G. Jakes. Because it would be more dramatic. <laughs> he says, listen all Judah. And the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And King Jehoshaphat. Thus says the Lord to you. Do not fear or be dismayed because of this great multitude. Because the battle is not yours. But God's. Tomorrow go down against them. Behold, they will come up by the ascent of Ziz and you will find them at the end of the valley in the front of the wilderness of Jerel. You need not fight in this battle. Station yourselves. Stand and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf, old Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow you go out and face them for the Lord is with you. That's the same thing that the Lord is saying to this church here in Ephesians. And that is the same thing that he is saying to us today. You need only to stand and face the enemy because I'm going to fight your battle. Another thing that I noticed there is that God even told them where they were going to find the enemy. He leaves nothing to chance. Prepare yourself, put on your armor, go where I tell you to. That's where you're going to meet the enemy. Now just stand there and watch me show up on your behalf. Thank you, Jesus. We are standing. Trusting God is going to do what he says. And now we pick up our belt and begin to get dressed. Our belt is called truth. You know where you get truth in this world? Only from God. He is the truth. His word is truth. We put on the belt so we don't believe the lies of the enemy. Jesus says of Satan, 
in John 8, 44, that he is the father of all lies. They all originate from him. That's why knowing the truth and walking in it is so important. Having on the breastplate of righteousness. The Bible speaks of our righteousness in many different places, but it all comes down to this. We receive righteousness because of what Christ did for us. He paid our sin debt and covered us with his righteousness. Now he is giving us this breastplate. And notice that this piece of armor covers all your vital organs, especially your heart. As Christians, it is imperative that we protect our hearts. Jesus said what comes out of our mouths shows the state of our hearts. We have to protect what we allow into our lives by protecting our hearts. We are the righteousness of God. The things that we allow into our lives shape who we are. They ought to be things that glorify God. Makes you want to go home, turn off your TV, don't it? So now we have a belt and we have a breastplate. And the next piece is the shoes. We ladies love our shoes. These are gospel shoes. The word says, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Put on your shoes and be prepared to share the gospel. <gasps> no, that's terrifying. No, it's as easy as telling someone about what Jesus has done in your life. You don't have to be a Bible scholar or have hundreds of scriptures memorized. You just need to be able to do what Revelation says. And it says, The saints overcame the devil by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. Sharing the gospel is as easy as sharing your story. People are moved by what God has done for you personally. That's what makes them want to have what we have. But these are also shoes of peace. Wherever you go, you take Jesus with you. So take his love and his joy and his peace. Take up the shield of faith that you may be able to extinguish all the fiery darts of the wicked one. God is in control. We have to believe and put all of our faith in that alone. No matter what happens in this life, it will somehow be for our God and God's glory. If you allow everything this bad that comes into your life to rock your world and shake your faith, you are going to live a terribly stressed life. I talked about this last week when we talked about Christian maturity. We have to come to a place where we allow God to do a good work in us and we believe that what he says is true. When your faith is rocked, lean on your friends let them help you lift your shield. Pray to God and ask him for more faith. That's what this is all about. Asking for the right things so that we can win at life. 
the word says that in all these things, no matter what's going on, we are more than conquerors. Pick up that shield and believe that God is for you. Put on the helmet of salvation. You already have salvation. So what does that mean? You have to wear that around your mind to protect it. Satan is coming for your mind. That's his entry point. He will plant thoughts if you are alone and create doubt. And he will send others to speak ugly words to try to get you off course. Happened to me just last week. You have to know who you are in Christ. Remember Philippians 4.8 says, Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think on these things. And that's the practical wear way to wear the helmet. If you set your mind to think in that way, you can't be recycling all those hurts and hang-ups that cause you to doubt God and lose your faith. The last thing is our weapon, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. I cannot say enough about the need for you as a Christian to get into the Word. God uses it to speak to you. Have you been asking him for direction or guidance in some way for your life and have not heard from him yet? Pick up the word. It is alive. He will use it to give you whatever it is that you need. Notice all these other pieces of armor are for our protection. We get one piece so we can join the fight. Just like Jesus when he was tempted in the wilderness by Satan, our only weapon against temptation is the word of God. If you do not have it in here, it cannot come out here when you need it. Let me tell you something. God is faithful. If you are feeling like you're failing at the Christian walk, that is on you. These are the things you need to be doing to be a winner. Remember, God said that you are more than conquerors. If you are losing, you need to ask yourself why. So now we have this picture of the armor that God has given us. And now we know what all the pieces do. But what does that have to do with prayer? Like I said in the beginning, the enemy is out to get you. It's true. We have done everything we can as a church in the month of January to get you equipped to be a prayer warrior. We have given you books on how to pray, sermons on how to pray. We have provided a place for you to come together over the past three weeks and pray together and learn from those who lead other churches. Life is tough, and it is not enough for us to pray for one another like, God, bless my friend Cameron and give her peace. Well, that's nice. 
But if you're going to pray for me, I'd rather you pray the things that we've been learning over the past month. Do you want to pray prayers that set things in motion, that move mountains and change hearts and see people grow and see people come to Christ? And if you're going to pray like that, you're going to need this armor. You're going to know, you're going to have to know your authority in Christ. And you're going to have to stand in it armored up and ready to go to war. So I want you to do this. I want you to stand. And I'm going to pray for you like we've learned this month. And I want you to join me in your heart. And I want you to take your stand today. Lord, thank you for prayer. And thank you for these awesome prayer warriors you have placed here in our midst. Lord, show us how to pray great, earth-shaking, revival-bringing prayers. Give us your strength as we go into battle and empower us by your Holy Spirit to wage war in the heavenlies. Grant us wisdom and knowledge so that we will pray as we ought and so that we will know the needs of those around us. Help us, Lord, to be one as you are one. Grow us up into mature Christians that we may understand the hope of your calling in our lives. Father, remind us every day the importance of putting on your armor as we engage the enemy. May we put on truth like a belt this day. And may our hearts be guarded by the breastplate of righteousness. Help us to bring peace everywhere we go and be quick to share our testimonies with those who need to know you. Thank you for gospel shoes, Jesus. Help me to stand shoulder to shoulder today with my brothers and sisters as I take up my shield of faith. May we rest our shields together in unity that the enemy will have no way to get to us. May your glory be our rear guard as your word promises. Help us to appropriate that word for ourselves and use it as a weapon against the enemy as he comes against us. Bring it to our minds, Holy Spirit, just in that moment of need. Place upon us the helmet of salvation that our mind will be protected from the onslaught of the enemy. Help us to think on those things that are worthy of you. As we have done all this, Lord, we are ready to start our day. We have taken our stand for your kingdom and will stand as you fight our battles. In Jesus' name, amen.